Welcome to the Good Chris Love Music Podcast. I am Levi Jelano, and my co-host is Levi Myers. We're the two Levi's. We've started the Good Christadelphian Music Podcast because there's so much music being made in our community, and we want to highlight it. We want to help people find music that is helpful for them in their walk. And also, hopefully, encourage the continued production and use of music in our community and in our services. How are you doing, Levi? I am really excited for our episode today. I think we have some really cool things to share. Yeah, me too. This is a good one. And we're right back at it. This will be releasing in a couple of months, but we're recording this actually kind of soon after episode two, because I'm getting ready to take some a couple of months off because we're having a baby soon, which is good news. But so yeah, it feels good to to be talking with you again on this. Yeah, excited to to be back in the seat already. So yeah, maybe we'll just get started. Our our first kind of piece that we wanted to talk about today was Jehoshaphat music. And I'm just going to give a brief overview of, of what Jehoshaphat music is. I think a lot of people already know about it, but maybe some people don't. So yeah, I'll just give a, an overview of that. And then I think you're going to give an overview of some of the youth conference material that's on their website and rundown of, of what um, that's all about. Yep. And then we'll close with an interview that you did with Brother Tim Horford Brown, uh, who's the leader of the band of a band in England called The Flying Scrolls. It's an awesome interview. I really, really enjoyed uh, listening to it, and I think everyone's gonna everyone's gonna get a lot out of it. I think there's some cool lessons, and I think the music is is definitely definitely interesting and and uh, fun for some people. So I'm excited about that. So what's the latest with Jehoshaphat Music? Yeah, so Jehoshaphat Music is a website that was created by brothers and sisters out West, British Columbia, Canada. And their goal of building the website was just to provide another platform for putting out spiritual music um, online. And their music is somewhat unique in the sense that they have focused on a style of music that's very kind of in the, in the choral choir niche, so to speak. And they have a lot of some traditional hymns on there and some really, really great content. And they produced a number of albums that I wanted to to mention just so that people knew what was available on the site. But the site itself has over 300 songs. They've continued to upload them over the past number of years. And the site actually went through a a relaunch, a rebrand in 2020. So they've updated the site. It looks really, really good. And now it's kind of a streaming site where you can actually just stream the music directly from your browser, which is really cool. Some of the recent content that's been added was uh, an album called In the Storm, which a number of brothers and sisters were involved in. I was also involved in putting some of the songs together for that uh, album. So check that one out. Another of the recent projects that they did was a Mary Cantata, believe it or not. And that is a really cool one. If If you just type in Mary on the website, under the collections, you'll find that album and it's a really good one. And then some of the historical ones that they've done, Higher Than I is really good, Even So Calm, that's a classic. But yeah, check out the site. There's a number of ways to kind of search the site. You can search by title, composer, theme. And uh, yeah, it's just really helpful for for finding themed music in Christadelphia with kind of that classic choir um, sort of style, which is awesome. I think it's really cool the rebrand they did and also there's there's kind of a, <clears throat> a full-on technology piece that you can stream music from the site um kind of acting like a streaming platform like spotify or apple music um, and you can pick different playlists or albums and stream it directly from the site it'll play 
even when your phone is locked. So if you go to joshashatmusic.com on your phone and lock your phone, it'll continue playing, which is um, a big technological jump and kind of means you can actually listen to it in the background. Um, so it's good. I think a lot of a lot of work has gone in here. It's definitely definitely a worthy resource for people who are looking for looking for you know that real solid choral style. It's actually a good a good segue because what's funny is I'm talking about what's on youthconference.com and all of the all of the cantatas are also on jahashatmusic.com. But uh, youth con- if, you, if you navigate to youthconference.com, this is the website for the Manitoulin Youth Conference, which I think it's pretty cool. Actually, they have youthconference.com. Someone registered this registered this domain very early on in the internet. And if you click, if you navigate to media and then cantata downloads, you can there see an organization of all the Manitoulin Youth Conference cantatas from 2002 to 2019. Um, and you can download or listen to individual tracks or the whole album. And this includes the like the interludes so that the cantatas have written, you know, spoken word parts in between the songs. So I've been coming over to this website for years now, ever since I was attending youth conference in 2004, 2005, 2006 range. And it's been fun to catch up with the conferences that have come out since I've been there. But all of these cantatas are also on Jehoshaphat Music. So you can search youth conference, you can search the topic, you know, Joseph, Moses, Daniel, Thessalonians, they're all here on Jehoshaphat Music as well. One of the advantages of going to the original site is you can get the interludes or the narrations that are in between the songs. And those are not, those did not get transferred over to Jehoshaphat Music, which makes sense because Jehoshaphat Music, again, has kind of like the goal is, I think one of the goals is for there to be a shuffle aspect that you can play through all the songs in the library. And if they were picking up kind of these random narrations in between two unrelated tracks, that would be distracting but but yeah the narrations are on youthconference.com and you can it's also a little more clearly organized in order of the conferences so this is a this has been a good resource for a long time if this is the kind of music that you're looking for i think this is a great place to go another fun thing that came out during the pandemic was a podcast by brother mike livermore and brother sam taylor called remembering conference cantatas which they uh, actually go through and profile almost all the con- all the cantatas. So they l- kind of re-listen to the cantatas. Uh, Mike, brother Mike, attended most of them, uh, most of the conferences anyway. So he was there live for the performances. So from 2002 to 2017, you can you can listen, you can kind of listen to the the podcast Remembering Conference Cantatas, which gives you a guide to then go back to listen to the cantata, or vice versa. You can listen to the cantata and then kind of hear the commentary. Uh, from Mike and Sam. And it's really fun. It's a, it, I, I so enjoyed this podcast when it was coming out because at first it was remembering the conference cantatas that I actually attended or sang in or, you know, kind of in the earlier on years. And then I really enjoyed hearing about the cantatas that I wasn't as familiar with as, uh, as they got into the next kind of decade. And he has guests on different composers or people who performed in the cantatas. Um, I actually am a guest on uh, the 2004 one, which is the the my first conference, and also the one that one of the two that I that I sang in. And so it's a fun, it's it's a very fun show. They have different, they have kind of these goofy awards, but oh, but but also clearly a, they, they they do a good job of it being fun, but not taking away from I think the spiritual focus of the. So I found this podcast to be real a real blast, especially when it was because you know, all the, all these episodes came out between um, April and August of 2020, which was you know, the midst of lockdowns and kind of the, probably the most, most lockdown part of our, of the pandemic. So podcasts were a relief at that time. So this it's is actually, a- 
it's actually crazy to go through and and see how many songs have come from the youth conference. Like there's so much content out there. And what's yeah. super cool about this, the music that's on the, the MYC site is that when you go through the, the songs, they're so unique to the theme that the youth conference had that year. And I think what's cool about that is like the writers of the music had to stick within a certain box. Like they had to write the songs to the theme for the year. So they really had to be creative with like what songs they came up with. So some of the years is kind of funny when you, when you listen to some of the songs, it's like very, very themed to the theme of the youth conference. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's fun. And and I think for me and for many, it's kind of a remember remembrance of an experience as well. And I think that's what the, the podcast does a good job too. There's, there's clearly an experiential factor to this, like how, how powerful those things were live on the on the island at Manitoulin. So definitely a lot of fun. I would suggest even if even if you've never been to Manitoulin or ever heard any of these songs, it's it, if you if you want to put in the time to approach it, and especially with kind of the remembering Carmen's Cantatas podcast, I think it's worthwhile and pretty fun. Or if you're studying a topic like you're talking about, they're so so strong thematically. Like if you're doing a Timothy study, then you can look up the Timothy uh, Cantata and get some of the kind of thematic ideas from the from the cantata which i think was pretty which was which is a good idea that's a cool thing that music does it kind of pulls out kind of highlights really specifically the spiritual lessons of whatever the study is so yeah so that's that's uh, youthconference.com and remembering conference cantatas both both resources i would totally suggest to anybody okay so now we're going to jump into my interview with tim harford brown and i actually really enjoyed doing this interview i went into it purposely not knowing really anything about what he was doing. And I really had an interesting discussion about what he's created with music and his perspective and how he can actually use um, music in a very unique and cool way for preaching. So um, definitely excited for this and we'll jump right into it. Well, thank you everyone um, for listening again. And today I have with me Tim Harford Brown from the UK. He's a member of the Flying Scrolls Band. And uh, today we're just going to have a chat about what he's up to and um, what he's doing with music. So, Tim, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited. So why don't we just, yeah, just start with um, a background on what you're doing with music in the Christadelphian world. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear what you've been up to. Sure. Okay. So, um, so, um, well, first and foremost, the, the group, uh, um, from the very, its very inception was all, was all about preaching, um, the word of God through music. And, um, it originally started with, uh, actually started with my, with my, uh, Eve Smithers, who is now my wife and she was, um, she was my girlfriend at the time. And we basically, um, she wanted to do, uh, uh go out onto the streets of um of Hansworth and of Birmingham initially and um do sort of like drama little drama sort of um workshops or um sort of drama sketches and then do music and do bible readings um basically wow. encouraging people to to either come along to a meeting or to take a, a leaflet or a flyer or just listen to a, just listen to the read a reading but basically to preach the gospel so that's Very really cool. how how um, the group started. Um, and, that's super um, interesting. Yeah, it really, that's really fascinating. Yeah. 
it's almost like a it's it's a very uh not i wasn't i was gonna say organic but it's it's definitely a different way for a band to kind of come together or a, a group whatever you what i don't know what you guys call yourselves but yeah we call uh, ourselves a group yeah or yeah. A band or something. yeah that's very cool and I, I love i love that you're doing it with your wife that's super special yeah so um so then um, my so then my um eve's sister joined the group as well she's a singer and and then her her boyfriend who they're, they're obviously now husband and wife as well and um so so until very recently they were in the band too so and and also eve's parents um were, were in the group as well so uh anyway from from uh so we're talking about 2004 that sort of time yeah we we, we went out onto the streets pretty much every month weather permitting and we played in some pretty uh, amazing uh, weather conditions. I don't know if you've ever been to the UK, but we get all sorts of weather here. Um, you know, we get hurricanes and um, and all sorts of things like that, rain and uh, sunshine. And um, but we do get a lot of rain. Yeah, the yeah. I've so, been to uh, the UK. Yeah. I, we, I, we, I was recently in the UK, actually, I'm visiting my parents in Ireland, and then I hopped over to the UK for a quick visit. So yeah, I know it's, it's, uh, the weather can be very dicey. <laughs> yeah. So we, anyway, so we, we were doing this outside every month. And uh, um, on one occasion, I actually caught sunstroke. So um, when we, we did, we did a, we did a, we did a, we, we, we came up with the idea, the name Street Reach. So we did a Street Reach uh, in Torquay, which is where I'm from, I'm in Devon. Um, and uh, it was so hot, and uh, obviously I had a, sim- a couple of cymbals on the drum kit. I'm a drummer, and uh, the sun was like it was like sitting in front of a mirror, basically. So yeah, I actually caught sunstroke that weekend. So, um, so but other times it was wow. raining, and, uh, you know, wild weather. So we played we played all sorts of weather conditions, and um, we got really sort of hardened to it. Um, it was just it was a really we had we, we we very much encouraged people to come and join us um from from the ecclesia that was nearest to us that we were doing wherever we were doing it so we did have people come and join us and we'd always sort of find a cafe afterwards and you know have a have, have something to eat or you know just a cup of tea or coffee so that's it was a so good cool fellowship uh experience as well with with the people that joined us you know so right yeah that sounds awesome so street reach you called it that's that's a cool name i yeah. like that yeah, so it's you know reaching out. That's the idea. So from that, anyway, obviously as we got as we we got um, both sets of uh, people in the band got married, and um, so obviously we had children, and we started having children. That sort of thing. so that kind of changed the dynamic of the band. And um, as we were going along, we thought, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great to reach more people if we could um, if we could make make records? So, so we decided to. Um, to record, make some recording. So I, I had a, there was a project that I had in my back of my mind, um, which was a band, was in a, which was an abandoned project from, um, which was started in the late eighties, early nineties with some friends of mine down in Devon. Um, and it was the story of Joe and they'd written about uh, seven or eight songs about uh, about Joe and it was the idea it was like a rock opera so it had a you know so it was a story that had a beginning a middle and an end well they'd written sort of like I say seven of these songs and they'd only sort of tackled half half the, the story and for whatever for one reason or another it kind of they didn't finish it off so um, I got their permission to carry on 
and myself and my brother-in-law wrote the remainder of the songs needed. So we had 14 songs in the end. Oh, wow. That's um, pretty so good. That became our first recording, which, so we called it Job Dust to Diamonds. Job um, Dust to Diamonds. Yeah, cool. that was our first, that was our first project. And it was basically, like I say, 14 songs and it covered the entire um, story of Job. So the 40, is it, it's 42 chapters, isn't it? 42 chapters in Job. And it was so. It's, so you had the beginning, the middle, you know, all the ending and everything in the, encapsulated in these, in these fourteen songs. And um, that was our first record. It took us a long time to make. It took about wow. three and a half years. And um, yeah, tell me started, more about the the recording process. Did you guys have um, equipment of your own? Did you have to like go to an actual yeah, we, studio we, or? Well, we did a bit of both. Basically, what what we the best way we found was to we got um we got Apple um Mac you know um laptops um, MacBook Pros bit of a plug there yeah um, and uh, basically got some we got some um we got like a data a digital interface and just got some really good microphones and basically recorded it ourselves um and then right at the very end after we mixed it. We went into the into a recording studio um, for six days and a professional recording studio, uh, and basically we got a guy to actually mix it uh, to master it for us. So that's oh like, wow, that's like polishing the it's like polishing a car. Basically, you've washed it and you've cleaned it and everything, and then the final bit is to is to polish the car, and that's basically what uh, mastering is. It kind of it it polishes everything. It gives it a professional sound, and it right. any sort of any kind of frequencies or anything that are missing is the this uh, mastering adds those sounds so it's um right and it's it's kind of the process of um making it sound the best on any speaker you listen that's right to, right yeah sort of, so yeah and uh, and and um so because we did it professionally as well we could each song had a code so when we we put it onto um onto onto a you know streaming services it means that um you know, we, we, it's registered as us. So it's, it's, it's kind of a good way of doing it really. That's awesome. So where can, where can people find your music? So it's on, it's on Spotify, it's on YouTube, uh, Amazon. I think we're on Deezer. We're on about nine different platforms. I can't remember them all actually. Right. But, so um, people just search the flying, squ- um, the flying, I wanted to say the flying squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> the flying squirrels. Don't put that, there is actually a band called the Russian Flying Squirrels, so, uh, <laughs> which we That's discovered awesome. later. Which we discovered later. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, it's very important. You put the, the if you're going into Spotify, for example, it's very important that you use the the because otherwise you'll get all sorts of strange stuff. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. If, you, on, if you go onto YouTube and you put the Flying Squirrels, it, we should be the biggest hit on there. So. Um, there's videos on there too, as well as our mu- music, and um, so our second album's on there as well, actually. Um, so yeah, so after we did Joe, um, we did another um, record called Three Sixteen, which is basically, I think there's forty six Three Sixteens in the Bible, hmm. and we managed to get forty two of them into sixteen songs. Um, wow, that's an interesting concept. We kind of put them into groups. Uh, and um, yeah, we come up with sixteen songs anyway. So that was um, that was the next project we did, and that took sort of two, two and a bit years to record. Wow, it certainly takes a lot of of time and, and effort and and work. Yeah, but it's well worth it because it's well worth it. Needs um, music, right? So yeah, I mean, 
so so like, like we did we we sort of um when we started doing street reach you know we really sort of um we obviously like i said wanted it to be a preaching pro, uh, project and it still is um we realized that you know music is such a powerful thing and it's obviously it's you know it's from god um and we realized that you can really get a very you can get a message across in a very short and succinct way uh, in a song more than you could in a lecture you can get a very you can get very complex um sort of things across so for example on 316 we've got um john 316 you know god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son in that song it's called love manifest the song is you've got the entire concept of god's love and um and you know why jesus basically sacrificed gave himself um you know because he loved and why god sent jesus into the world right um, you know you can get this you can get this concept across in a really great way and, you know sort of about three and a half four minutes worth of song you've got this into, you've got the whole message there of uh of, you know got that message in this within the song so it's um we just found it's a really potent and powerful way of preaching you know and um yeah i think that's I think really really audience, we should embrace a bit more i think so for sure yeah, i think that's really important because there's a lot of people out there who learn in different ways and yeah. who will respond differently to music than others. And music can be extremely powerful and moving for, for many people. And like you say, as Christadelphians, that's something that um, there is music obviously, but um, you know, and especially more nowadays, but in the past, there's been a lot of just like piano only songs or like the green hymn book by itself, which I think is, is very good and has its place but yeah. i also think there's room for you know a variety of different styles and arrangements but always incorporating those those amazing lyrics that can can both teach and uplift and praise it's really cool yeah I mean, and uh you know the the you know you know obviously when you write a song or when you record a song you never know the impact it's going to have and um so if, the Job album. I mean, I have people come up to me and said, "What? Well, you know, there's a song on that album called My Redeemer Lives, which is obviously all about Job's faith and about his um, his belief in resurrection from the dead, um, which is like, you know, which is a cornerstone of our faith, isn't it? Um, and I've had sort of Christadelphians who've heard, who've bought, who've you know, bought um, the CD or you know, listened to that song and said, you know, I want to have that played at my funeral, you know, and I really love this song. It's just, um, it's very powerful you know and um again it's a four four and a half minute song you know and um so it's it's you know you never know the impact that it's going to have and it's uh yes it's hard work and it's 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 really difficult to write original um material that oh, doesn't sound like anybody else but if you can if you do it it's, um you know, it has a really can have a really amazing effect you know and um yeah, I really yeah, like that concept of I really like that concept of of taking preaching and just kind of finding that different avenue, right? Because preaching so often, I think in Christadelphian community, has just been go to a lecture, like go to a seminar that we're putting on. Yeah. And it really, I think, opens the door for a whole different um just vein of people where something like music really appeals to to certain individuals more than sitting in an hour long class, you know, and yeah. it can build a connection through the people that they are meeting with the music. And that can become a conversation that they have 
where they still are able to have, you know, scriptural discussions, but that music can be that pull, that initial pull, um, mm -hmm. something that might interest them. Yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And so it's been really important uh, for the, for the, for the people involved in the, in the group that, that the, fundamentally the the lyrics are straight out of the bible so mo most of our songs, i'd say probably 90 percent of our songs are direct quotes from the bible that's something that like i say is very important to us because you know there's a lot of christian say secular christian um groups out there that have got you know written some great very catchy songs but they're not that they haven't got there's a lot of stuff out there that hasn't really got much sort of spiritual depth to it and i'm I can think of a band called Rent Collective. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, uh, I haven't. A very catchy song called My Lighthouse. And it's a fantastic song. It's really catchy, but it's got almost no sort of depth to it, you know, lyrically, you know, linked to the Bible, other than this idea of, you know, God's light will shine the way, um, like a lighthouse. Right. So, as I said, that was really important. Um, as we're a Bible-based community, that we wanted to have the Bible being the focus of what we're what we're about, really. And um, yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, that's really what we've 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 tried very hard to uh, to incorporate into our music. That's super cool. So, tell me about one of the favorite songs that you guys have written or done um, that you've been involved in. Uh, oh, there's a lot. Um, we've we've uh, we've recorded about thirty songs. Uh, uh, off the two albums so far but um yeah i mean um so, yeah my my redeemer lives is a pretty pretty uh one i'm i'm really really chuffed with um i was working in a fact i wrote it actually when i was working in a factory um when i first when i first um moved to burning i worked in this factory and they were making car parts for uh you don't have them i don't think you have them in the states or in in um in canada but they're called audi tt's and they're like little sports cars and um yeah we're making parts for that car anyway there was this um there's this steam hammer that's like hammering the parts out and um the song just came to me whilst i was working and um huh. so i managed to write it down and, and um it's uh very cool. It's so did very, the music, yeah, the music came to you or the lyrics, the, my redeemer, basically the chorus is my redeemer lives. I will see his face. Me and not another. Mm. He will give me a place, a place in his kingdom, a place here on earth. And though I'm dead, he'll raise me, be born to a second birth. So that's kind of the, that almost that in its entirety, because I've been reading a lot of jo about Job at the time and, yeah. um, the whole that whole chorus almost came to me complete in one go wow and, um, i basically so had cool. to i had a very before we had um like audio devices on phones and stuff so we're talking uh 2004 five sort of time <laughs> i didn't have any i didn't have a recording device on my phone so i quickly had to um get a phone and and ring up my answering machine at home <laughs> and actually bring it down the phone no way that's yeah. so cool so that i wouldn't funny. forget it so that, so that when i got home it was there on the answering machine and then i could kind of work the chords out and 
Yeah. <laughs> were, were, were you at work like just in the corner just like singing to your answering machine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah and, um, i love it so that was yeah so for for a while that's the only way i could think of um of doing because i didn't have a dictaphone or yeah. they're, they're quite clum they're quite clumsy anyway aren't they but so that's the only way i could do it I'd literally phone up my mobile which had a like an answer machine on it and that's 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 the only way yeah that's so good that's the original voice notes <laughs> that's right yeah and obviously now it. on you've got recording devices on you know on android phones it's not a, you don't think about things like that but no yeah. yeah that's awesome that's so cool yeah so that's that's basically how and that's how a lot of my songs go I, I i a lot of my songs come to me that way that i'll just be doing something or i'll have or i'll, I'll be like thinking about a song or i'll have written thinking about a passage in the bible and i'll do something for example i'll have a shower and one one particular song came to me whilst i was in the shower and uh, <laughs> i'm soaking wet and again i had to kind of get a by this time i had a laptop so i could kind of record it on a laptop but it was a song which is going to be on, on an album um that's in the pipeline Ooh, i'll have to not talk this, more about not, that not, not the next one but i want possibly the one after that is we've got uh, we've written a whole bunch of songs about um about the song of songs mm. so i've got 15 songs that are written ready to go about the song of songs so and, wow. uh, this, particular, this particular song was um was a called uh the king is the king is coming and um it's where it's where the girl uh, in the story wakes up and she's thinking about her her loved one and she can't find him so she goes out into the streets and she's she's sort of looking for him she's been dreaming about him you know and she can't um find him and she goes out and uh you know sort of uh, she's walking along the walls of the city and like the the watchman sort of you know Right. He asks the watchman, "Have you seen my beloved?" You know, and he says no. Hmm. And then, then eventually, she actually does find her beloved, and uh, so yeah, that that whole I've been reading all that, and uh, so yeah, the whole song came to me whilst I was in the shower, basically. So I had to quickly get out of the shower and uh, <laughs> and record it on a, on a awesome. laptop, you know. So uh, yeah. Wow. Quite so funny, really. so you mentioned some projects. What's what's next for you guys? So next, yeah. Um, we we've um so nat and dawn have kind of bowed out for the time being because they've they've um they've got a little daughter and they're just about to have another child so they're those they've kind of taken a back seat for a time i do think they'll be they'll be back on another project when you know when they've got the time but um so we've got a new guitarist called joe miles um he's he's kind of joined us and um so we're recording we're going to start recording um hopefully some new songs this year uh, you know, obviously, God willing, and um, yeah, hopefully, have a new album out. You know, this this sort of time next year, hopefully, God willing, as I say. And uh, but yeah, we we we're working on new new material basically. So um, super cool. Kind of, it's not a themed album as such, although it seems that a lot of the songs are about the kingdom or about needing the kingdom. Right. Is so, this the kind of album that you've written from? the start to finish like for this album or is it a collection of songs that you've you've yeah, had yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a collection of songs but it's funny that they all seem to have this theme underlying theme about the kingdom so yeah it wasn't it wasn't planned that way hmm. but, um it's very it's, cool it's uh, that's just how it's uh how it's how it seems to have gone so um 
all the members that are going to be recording on the record have actually written songs for this album. So it's, that's really nice that everybody's everybody's involved in the writing. Wow, that's so very cool. Got Andy I like Wheel, that. Andy Wheel and, and uh, Charlie Adams were both at Kenilworth. They they've um, they've contributed. Um, about four songs, five songs, something like that. Um, I've got about four or five, and um, Joe's got a couple. And Eve, my wife's got, um, was involved in. She's co-written one with with Charlie actually, and um, one on her own as well. So, so yeah, it's um, it's um, wow. going to be going to be um, pretty exciting year, hopefully. Yeah, lots of collaboration there. I like that. So, do you guys get together a lot and collaborate to like write songs, or is it just like ones that you write alone and then you send it around to everyone? Or um, it could be a bit of both, really. I mean, um, so like Charlie and Eve, um, very sometimes when we were recording uh, three sixteen, uh, Joe and Char- Joe and Eve's um, went off when they weren't doing something when they weren't recording, and they wrote they wrote um, a couple of songs together. Cool. And again, they were recording them on their phones and stuff, so they wouldn't forget them. Uh, likewise, Ch- uh, very often Andy will will come up with fantastic songs, but he won't have melodies and he won't have lyrics. So he'll again, he'll bring it to me and say, oh, "I've got this, I've got this idea." Or, but he he very often will come with a complete piece of music, you know, and then he'll say, "I want it to be about." So, for example, he came to me and said, um, "I want this song to be about love," you know. So straight away. My head went to uh, one Corinthians thirteen, and so yeah, we wrote the whole song together about about that chapter. So we've got the whole of that chapter to a song. It's kind of a Latin-y, a Latin type song. Um, Ooh, sounds nice. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. And then, and um, yeah, so he, he'll do that a lot. And we've got another song called Shout, um, which is Psalm ninety nine, I believe. Uh, that again that complete piece of that complete psalm which is not a very long psalm but got all that to music so so that's really good so that's going to be kind of that's like a a funky sort of a disco type number um yeah so you guys are really busy yeah we're busy yeah (laughs) it's good that's exciting it is exciting yeah and um the kind of i we're obviously trying to write very very contemporary we're using contemporary styles um and i guess the reason for that is really because we want to we want to sort of um interest contemporary people you know we're i mean i'm kind of playing a lot of i work i'm a waiter and i um i work in a a restaurant and i so work with um there's quite a lot of sort of 18 year old uh, or 19 year old um people that i'm working with young people so i'm playing a lot of the songs to them even though they're not christians they're kind of going oh that's really that's really good you know so i'm they're kind of my, my I'm sort of my using them as a sounding board, you know. And uh, mm. so if they like it, you know, they think it's catchy, then then it's uh, it's good, you know. So um, right, yeah, that's interesting. That's I, I've the, always uh, I, I've always appreciated um, music that's kind of outside of the traditional, just piano by itself kind of thing, because there's yeah, there's so many styles out there, and the as we've talked about before, the real important thing comes down to the lyrical content and as long as that's solid yeah. and it's not doctrinally incorrect or anything yeah. like that you can't really go wrong like that's that's the key focus yeah right? yeah yeah and um, so you know all styles are on as far as we're concerned and so i mean we're, we're sort of you know influenced by um you know a lot of contemporary music um 
uh, grew up listening to, you know, the likes of the Beatles or ABBA and people like that. So we're very, you know, we're in, I'm influenced anyway by by those sorts of um, that sort of music as well as well as obviously Christian stuff. Uh, I really like you too. Um, right. So I think I think it's and, it's uh, interesting too when the lyrics and the the music um, complement each other really nicely. Like if it's if it's a really upbeat, happy, joyful praise song, like you don't want it yeah. to just you know you might not just want it to be piano by itself or whatever, right? You want it to have yeah. some some oomph to it. So I, I appreciate that a lot. I think it's it's important yeah, also I mean, for the lyrics to fit the style as well sometimes. So. Yeah, I mean, so so when we recorded Joe, for example, I mean, you know. Anybody that's ever read Joe, well, it's not exactly, it's not exactly, a, it's not exactly a, a, a sort of a, a bright subject, is it? It's about a guy who, who um, you know, who basically loses his nine children, his wife hates him, and his three best friends sort of turn on him, you know. So it's not exactly a subject that uh, that sort of lends itself to you know happy kind of ballads. However, we managed to put a quite a positive spin on. Yeah, because it because obviously it does resolve itself in a very positive way. So, right. um, you know, for anybody that goes out and listens to the Job album, we, it's there are parts in it where it's where it is heavy because because it's a heavy subject. So, for example, the four met there's a song on on Job called the Four Messengers, which is a bit of an epic song. It's about six and a half minutes long, and it's about as close as I'll ever come to recording a Bohemian Rhapsody. Really, it's. <laughs> We really sort of went went at it, and um, but it has got lots of parts. To this song, it's got it's about it's probably about three or four songs in one, if you know what I mean. And because um, it's a narrative, you know, so you've got you've got sort of uh, the beginning of the song, which is talking about you know um, Job's family and what they're up to, and then obviously what happens to them. Um, and what happens to Job's possessions, and 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 it's basically like it's a sort of a um, it's sort of a conversation because obviously the, the servants are reporting back to Job what's happened, you know. So you've got narrator, a narrator, and then you've got like the four messengers, and you've got Job's response, and then you then it moves as as the song goes along, it moves into a um, like the Lord talking to the adversary, to Satan, so. God and Satan are having a conversation, uh, and then on, and then after that, it goes back into the main um, body of the song, which is then the the rest of the four, the other two messengers, um, reporting back to Job what's happened, and then Job's response, which was obviously one of um, one of repentance, and obviously you know God has given right. me everything, and now He's taking it away. So it was. Um, Very yeah, cool. We, we, it's really sort of a. It was really a case of fitting as you said fitting finding styles of music that fitted the lyrics and that obviously again tried to have word for word from the bible you know from the niv or from the new english standard version of the bible yeah Um, well i think it's it's so encouraging for me and i think for a lot of other people to hear um of, of brothers and sisters out there who are really trying to use music as a tool for for preaching and for, for these really exciting and uplifting, um, kind of things because, um, yeah, music can be something obviously that's, that's controversial for people, but it really should unite us and excite us and, and help us to, to, to be a tool that we can use for both building our faith and for building the faith of those around us. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. um, 
Thank you so much for sharing all of this. So I would encourage any of you to, to go on to, um, to Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and to listen to the Flying Scrolls and uh, hear some of their music and also follow them on, on social media. Tim, where can people find you? Uh, so we're on Facebook at the moment. So just forward Facebook forward slash the Flying Scrolls. Um, we've got a web set, uh, site as well, which is um, www.theflyingscrolls.co.uk. Awesome. Um, hopefully going to be doing, I'm going to be getting, because, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm sort of heading, epping towards 50, but uh, I'm going to be, uh, you know, hopefully getting into a bit of Instagram and uh, maybe some TikTok as well eventually. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be going, we're going to be hopefully um, with this next project making quite a lot of, like, uh, performance-based videos. So we hope you're going to post those onto YouTube and to TikTok and that sort of thing. So keep your eyes out for those. We have cool. got a face a YouTube channel, um, the Flying Scrolls. Um, so that's got videos on it. And there's a, there's a, there's a really great video actually was made um, uh, called the Lord's Song, and uh, it was made by Stuart Portonell, which is a really uh, a really good video. Um, so please. Please do have a look at that. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, that's um Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. Um we'll we'll make sure to link some of those um in our I think we can do show notes on here. So we'll oh, we'll great. definitely we'll definitely try and post that so that people can find it. Um yeah, thanks for your time, Tim. Great chatting with you. And uh thanks to you, yeah. And uh all the best with the um, with the, with whatever you're up to in the next uh, few weeks and months. Awesome. Thanks so much. You as well. Okay. Thank you. God bless. So that was Levi's interview with Tim Harford Brown. I thought that was so good, Levi. I really enjoyed listening to that. I knew some things about Flying Strolls as in I'd like maybe I, I've listened to the album a couple of times on Spotify, but it was really cool getting the background from him. And I think he has a really good and positive perspective on kind of what music can do and having a preaching focus. That was a great, that was a great interview. What did you, what did you, what did you kind of take away from it? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I really thought his, perspective on preaching was super interesting. And I think it's one that we can um, definitely think more about for, you know, our respective ecclesias and how we can do similar initiatives in our own ecclesias, because I think music is, is definitely a way to reach people. And maybe it's a little bit underutilized. Certainly it is in, in, in my meeting and maybe some of the meetings around me. So I think it would be very cool to do some sort of a music initiative to, to spark some preaching in the area. I was going to say, we're going to, we're going to end the podcast with the song that he mentions in the interview, My Redeemer Lives from his, from the Job album. But my favorite song from, from the the 316 album, which he also mentions, but that's the one that's on Spotify is track 10, which is called Melody Maker. So I would definitely suggest checking that one out if you're going to, if you're going to look him up. So thanks everybody for listening to the episode. We're looking forward to releasing this again. We are shooting for four episodes a year. So every three months, this one's going to come out in March. The next one will probably be the May, kind of May, June range. If you have ideas or things you'd like us to cover, please email us at goodchristadelphianmusic at gmail.com or on social media. You can search both of us. We're available on Instagram or Facebook, uh, Levi Myers, Levi Jelano. Thanks everyone for listening. And here is My Redeemer Lives by the Flying Scrolls.
My servants treat me with disdain Those I love love me My very brothers and offense to my wife Why God do you strike me? Have you not had enough of my heart? My Redeemer Now no. 